Blog Talk Radio. All too often, children kidnapped in Metro Atlanta, often without a happy ending. Yes, tonight we start our newscast with a rare exception. Police believe this man right here snatched a little boy in Atlanta, used money to get him where he wanted him, then grabbed the child and shoved him inside of him. Uh, but little Willie Myrick's love of gospel music may have, in fact, saved his life. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship. With one accord. Willie oh, says wow. he sang that song, the gospel song, every praise until the man let him go. Blaine Alexander met Willie tonight, and Blaine, his happy ending doesn't end there. Absolutely not, Brenda. You know, it's so rare that we get a chance to report a story like this with such a happy ending, but that's exactly what we have tonight. Now, tonight's meeting here at the church was a warning for parents and children, but it was also a celebration, a celebration of this ending, but also a celebration of what that young man did to get free and how it has touched so many people. There is nothing typical about tonight's meeting. Sure, many churches, many crowds, just like this one, have come together to talk about violence, the danger to our children. You just, you knew you were coming back home. You, you wouldn't even worry about it. But what's different? Well, this is Willie. And against all odds, he's still here, still alive, to celebrate his 10th birthday today. And so eventually, you start singing. And he stopped the car. What did he do when the car stopped? He threw me out. Willie's story traveled fast, and soon it caught the ear of gospel singer Hezekiah Walker. You know, it's really emotional for me because, um, you know, you, you you know, you never know who you're gonna touch. He's the one who wrote that song. I, I just want to hug him. I just want to tell him that I love him, I, I, that I appreciate. I'm, I'm happy that today is his birthday and he's alive. And that's why, on this day... And our guest came to us all the way from New York City. The Grammy Award-winning singer finds himself here at Mount Carmel Baptist Church. Hands up, Kyle. Yeah! Everybody, come on, clap your hands, everybody. I need y'all to make some noise. To greet the young man with whom he now shares an unshakable bond. A second chance at life by what can best be described as a miracle. I really do believe that God spoke through me to save that young man's life. Take it up, give me praise. It's to our God. Every word of worship. 
one accord. Come on, say every praise. Every praise.
This is the show. This is the show. The Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network. I'm Seth, grandson of Azalee. And I just want to thank everyone for joining us for another episode. I want to thank those of you that are already on the phone lines. I really appreciate it. I'm sure you was blessed to hear about little Willie Myrick abduction and how the father spared his life through using a song, that their kid's song. I know that song saved his life. I don't have to guess it. And I don't think the song annoyed the abductor. I think the song ministered to the um, to this person and caused him to let that boy go. So I thought I would start to show off with that. That's a bang. Now that's what you call a bang, where somebody actually was delivered out of the clutches of evil. No telling what would happen to that little boy had he not gave God the glory in that back seat and just really stirred up and whatever was inside of the young man. Well, anyway, every praise is to our God. What a what a wonderful way to start the show. Again, you listen to the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network. We are a family scattered throughout the world, really. Really, really, really. Not all over the world, but a few places outside of the United States. But inside of the United States, for sure, at least, oh, I think we're at something like 12 states. And it goes something like this. Kansas, Florida, Texas, California. We're represented in Arkansas. We're represented in Missouri. We're represented, uh, represented in Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, Oklahoma for sure, Alaska, and uh, Ohio. So we are all over this country. And I want to welcome those family members listening from every single one of those states. If you are, I don't know what's what on the phone lines right now, probably not that many um States represented, but anyway, just know family. You have family all over the country in various parts of our planet. And we just need to be in prayer for our family um, because a lot of family members these days struggling with depression, struggling with challenges that just seem just way over their head. You know, just mountains that look like they'll never ever move, and they are losing hope. Yes, 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 I said it. Some of your family members are losing hope, okay, uh, losing fight, losing drive. I know because I've been there. And so this show, this show, one of the goals is to inspire, encourage, uplift, strengthen. That's all we're trying to do. Uh, myself or any of the co-hosts that they have on this show is not the voice for the family. We're not the leaders. We're not any of that. We're just, uh, I like to call us gatekeepers. We just, we're just some individuals that love the family just like you do and decided to just do some things and just like you're doing some things, I'm sure. So anyway, family, welcome to another episode. Hopefully y'all was able to enjoy the 4th if you celebrate the 4th. And um, and everybody is just sitting back, chilling, ready to get into this open forum. Must say, I must say, family, that open forum has been something that um, many of you have share, uh, showed a serious interest in. Many of you have really showed an interest in open forum. 
let me um, just try to see if my co-host is in the house. Darling, if you're in the house, please press 1. Darling, Douglas, if you're in the house, press 1, because she's been switching phone numbers on me lately. Uh, but anyway, I think this is her. I'm not real sure, though. Um, hold on one second, everybody. Okay, let's go to Austin, Texas, and uh, reach out to a co-host, the co-host, the one and only Darlene Douglas. Darlene, is this you at uh, area code uh, 37737? It's me. How are you? Okay, yeah. Did you press 1? Make sure this board is working okay. Did you press 1? No, I didn't have a chance to. I have a new phone, Uh, uh, a new cell phone, and I'm not real sure if it's going to... Yeah. Uh, well, I thought that was you. I'm glad I, I, I um, was able to remember that number. Well, anyway, say hello to the family. Hello, family. Hopefully everybody enjoyed the 4th on yesterday, and, and everybody's doing well. Yes, yes, yes. And we mean that. I'm sure she means that. And family, we just want to, um, again, I know I keep saying this, keep saying it, but those people that come in late into the into this um, fireside chat, I call it this blog, will miss out on some things. And so I just want to thank you all, especially send out a special thank you to Bubba Jack and the private caller, whoever you are, you know who you are. Want to thank y'all. I mean, you may not you may not think none of it, but for me to look up and see those two numbers every single time. There's other numbers on the board. Okay, there's numbers, there's all kind of numbers on the board, but those numbers always are there. And so maybe some of these other numbers I'll, I'll pay more close attention to. But those are the oldest, those are the oldest numbers that seem to have been with us on a lot of our shows, if not all of them. So I just wanted to pay respect and really to some of the others probably that there are a lot and I just don't see them as much as I do, Bubba Jack and the private caller. So thank you all so much for tuning in every single week religiously. You must really be blessed by this show. So, Darlene, what do you think of this open forum? What do you think of doing open forums? Um, I haven't thought much about it. I do uh, like the different topics that that comes across. Um, uh, just kind of wish we had more family to participate. But other than that, it's 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 good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, put a little walk, put a little music on here in the background. But yeah, family, uh, we really, really. I really, let me just say this, I really look forward to doing these open forums. I'm letting y'all know that right now. They're very, uh, it allows us to do more than one thing. You know, we're not limited to a particular topic. And, uh, of course, family, you can just tune in if you like it. And if you don't like it, just sit back and kind of just watch the family do their thing. So I always enjoy it. Um, Let me go ahead and go because I know Donald Jr., the one and only Donald Jr. Shaw is supposed to be uh, stopping by tonight. Y'all know he works a lot these days and not able to be on every week, but I think this may be him. Eric code 817378, Mr. Donald Jr., is that you? It is me. Well, all right, sir. All right. Well, welcome to the show, and uh, good to have you in the house again. I know you've been busy working and all. Say hello to the family, Don. Hello, family. I hope everybody's great. And 
had a very nice Fourth of July. I'm happy to be able to come in and participate in this opening program tonight. Yeah, well, Don, uh, we can hear you a little bit. Uh, look like you got your phone thing uh, straightened out. Just, just continue to talk up, talk up, and uh, we should be able to hear you loud and clear. But anyway, uh, Don, I was just talking about how tonight is open forum, and I don't know if y'all know this or not, but um, we've had a lot of shows that, well, not a lot. Our, let me just say it like this: our top shows have been open forums. Now we do good with a lot of interviews. Certain interviews really do well. But uh, lately, our open forum, we have one open forum. I don't remember all that was talked, but it, some, I, remember some, I know some family members remember when, uh, who was it from Atlanta? Help me out here, uh, darling. Um, oh, 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 yeah, Donna, my sister called. And uh, you know how Donna is. She's all animated. She called, and uh, uh, Willie, um, uh Joe Willing? Who? Uh, who? Joe. Yeah, it was, it was Joe Willing. It was somebody else. I think it was, Cam, I don't know if Kevin came on the line or not, but it was Donna, and I can't think of whoever the other person was, and Joe Willie. It was Darlene and myself. That particular show has broke all records. So I want to congratulate the family on that because for the longest, uh, the uh, Innis Buddy Douglas show, our very first show, was just killing it. I mean, it was just, it probably still is the most heard, listened to show after it goes off, you know. When the show goes off live, there's two types of numbers we look at. Let me just talk in here, family. Just talk a little bit about blogging so everybody will know. But there's two ways you look at blogging. Your live shows, and then when you go off, how many people listen. And when we go off... The, 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 the number one show that the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network have is the Ennis Buddy Show, where Bubba Jack was the guest. That show, I don't think no show have touched that one yet because it's so old. You can always go back and listen to it, so it just continues to grow, you know. The second, uh, well, uh, the, the most popular show with callers, you know, has been, believe it or not, that second show with um, Baby. Uh, you know, many of you remember the show with Baby, uh, uh, Dosha's daughter. That show, we had people calling that couldn't get on the phone lines because we, we reached our maximum. We only did that like maybe, that was it. Okay, well, the show last week and the show that I'm trying to speak of, that I'm trying to remember with Joe Willie, Darlene, myself, Donna, uh, those shows just let's just say it like this. Those shows have done very well, very well. So, but last week's show with the actor uh, uh, did is probably <laughs> if it keeps uh, if people keep listening. I don't know what's going on. I guess he's I guess, I don't know if if uh, if uh, he if uh, William Earl Ray is is telling everybody about it or I don't know. It's because he's an actor or what, but. That show is doing really good. I just want to thank the family for just t- telling everybody or or tuning in or whatever's going on with that. I don't always understand these numbers. I'm just glad to see them. But, Don, how you been? Because uh, we haven't heard from you in a while. Been doing good, man. Been hanging out with your brother. Oh, okay. And well, we, that's got to be a uh, – you've been doing good hanging out with Mars. You can't be laughing if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I've been hanging out with Mars. Making sure that my son is doing the right thing and 
marching out there, servicing people as their needs come up in the uh, home repair type business. We do that on the side. Oh, how's that coming along? And mentally as many as I can. All right. Well, yeah, Mars is really uh, is a good handyman with that. And uh, so um, we shall well in your endeavors there. Uh, as he does his GC, and we call it GC, and uh, general contracting is what they call it in the real estate world. But, Don, well, good to have you on, man. Yeah, let me share this with you. Last night, I, I found out that uh, our cousin, Linda Booker, has, I think she's selling 15 grandchildren. That's a lot. She has what? <laughs> 15 grandchildren. Wow. That's a lot of grandchildren, ain't it? <laughs> you know, but she inherited quite a few from when she got married. Oh, okay. And her former husband, Mr. Book, who, you know, he, he's deceased now. But, uh, oh, but with her children and when, from, when, from when she was married. And I think we were in, in the Elmer's house last night, and it was a blast, man. Christmas. Is in town, you know, Chrissy's on. Okay, now hold on, hold on. Let me kind of update the family just so it won't be a, a private joke between just you and I. When he say Amy Omi family, he is talking about Ed and Isabel, daughter, Azalee, her daughter, Naomi. That's the house they was over. And we're talking about Naomi's daughter, Linda, having all these grandkids. And now he's talking about Chris Booker, who's been on the show, plays professional basketball, who happens to be in town. Go ahead. Yeah, it was just a blast, man, to see all the children there and firecrackers everywhere. Cameras blowing, man. You thought you were dead now. But it was nice. <laughs> we had a nice time. I like to see with those of you that are not aware. My brother, uh, Eric Lowe, who is uh, my brother, Robbie. Booker Flowers, uh, I think he is the third son. He was in town. He's uh, been overseas for a long time in the Netherlands, but he came home and spent a weekend with us. Cause he was oh, that was really town. nice. Yeah, he was here for a little while. So we had a really nice time. It's good to see those stuff that you have in a while. Yeah, yeah, and I think isn't uh I saw on Facebook and family. That's another way you can really get to see a lot of people's on Facebook. Seeing like all of our families on Facebook, and I saw on Facebook some of those pictures of people you just mentioned. But I also saw uh, Miguel, who is Azalee's uh, um, second youngest daughter. Verna May is the youngest. Uh, second youngest daughter is, is Alma Jean. Her son Miguel who lives in Florida, was in town, I think. Is, was he not, or was that a Florida picture I saw? Oh, oh no. Yeah, he was in town, too. Now, wow. I think he, I, I think he has, has now left, but he was in town because I talked to his sister, Montrese, on yesterday. Her and her children were over to Naomi, and it was just really a very nice, it's kind of like a family get-together, man. My brothers and, uh, well, you know, your brother, Mars Wayne, and then we had a whole collection of relatives there, man. 
So we had a really nice 42 hours. Well, that is good. I did not know all those people would have been there. And family, just so y'all know, I, I, we don't get to see Miguel that often because, you know, he's in Florida. Um, and so it, and Eric, we don't get to see it, it that often because, like he is saying, it, Eric for the longest was in the Netherlands and he just recently moved back to the States. So he's one of those hard people to see. I know y'all got family members like that. Y'all have some family members uh, that you hardly ever see. Well, that's why Don is taking the opportunity to share that with us. I did not know that, and I wish I could have been a part of that. So anyway, Don, thank you for the update. And family, we're talking about family. Everybody on this phone listening, most of us are bloodline related, and that is a wonderful thing connected from various of the 12 states. So I want to go ahead and just uh, just uh, open up the show and really get it going here. Uh, I want to probably start with Miss Darlene. Darlene, I know you got always some good stuff for us. So I would like for you to, if you don't mind, share with us, do you have any, Darlene, do you have any um, um, birthdays for the new month of July? I do. You do? Okay, well, let's get our little birthday song out. And uh, let's hear who will be celebrating life <laughs> this month. Okay, who will be celebrating their birthday this month? Let's go ahead and start this music up. Okay, so who you got, Darlene? I have Sandra Booker. July the 5th. Hold on, how come I don't know who that person is? Hold on, Sandra Book, I gotta think for a minute. Are you saying Cassandra or Sandra? Sandra. Okay, help us educate us, darling. Who is Sandra Booker? <laughs> Not quite sure on Sandra. Okay, well, let's do this. Whenever we get a name we don't know, because we're family and Sandra just might be listening. Anybody know who Sandra Book is? Please press one on your phone and enlighten us. This family, I estimate, is probably somewhere around 3,000. That's my numbers. And uh, it is impossible to know everybody. So who is Sandra Booker family? Press one on your phone line and let us know. All right? Don't be shy. Not tonight. Tonight is open forum, y'all. we got to talk to each other. But go ahead while they're thinking about pressing one and uh, uh, let us know what other birthdays we have. We have Charlotte Croon Parrott, the 5th of July, and she's celebrating in, in heaven. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Juan Booker. Okay. You want to say Juan? Juan. I, I believe that is your uncle's son, Uncle Bud. Oh, Ron, yes, J-U-A-N. That's, that's, that's Bud's son. Now, Bud is uh, Azalee's oldest son, who Bud recently passed, well, recently, not that long ago, and uh, this was his only child, Juan. We haven't got a chance to... Uh, see Juan that much, but I tell you, Juan is family. Juan is the gentleman. If you went to the reunion that was on the piano, that did the, the audio for the, the, the reunion, he was the one that was kind of working the boards. Thank you. Okay, 
We have Barbara and Douglas, July the 8th, celebrating in heaven. All right. Uh, Ashley Brown, July the 8th. Emma Booker, July the 15th. Greg Douglas, July the 16th. Happy birthday, Greg. Yvonne Moore, July the 16th. Um, Barbara Catherine Douglas Griffin, July the 16th. This is Aunt Catherine. Uh, Christina Delona, July 18th. Arthur Melton, July 21st. Lucretia Bell, I believe this is Saint Dorsha, July 22nd. Um, okay. O- Ophelia Bookman, July the 22nd. What, what and name is that? Have L- Ophelia. Ophelia, that's a new one on me. How come I don't know that name? Um. She has all know everything. <laughs> Ophelia. It's like the, uh, what was it, ain't, ain't Ophelia in the movie? Oh, and we have Lydia Turner. Yes, yes, my July daughter Lydia. 29th. Yes, daughter, yes. Right? That's right. It's July the 29th, don't forget. <laughs> I better not. And um, that's all I have for right now, and I'm sure it's some more birthdays. As I said, right now that's all I have, and we want to mention again July the second, 60th wedding anniversary for Norman Earl and Ola Joyce Douglas. 60 years of marriage, July the second. Wow. And what we want to do in a little bit, we're going to play a song about these anniversaries because, darling, you have quite a few anniversaries there from the last month. And I didn't get a chance to do this, but I want to play a song for the anniversary, just a little something different. So when we go to our break, I want to play a little special something for those that's been married for so long. And not just 20 and the 30-year people and the 40-year people, but also anybody that's just been married and just really doing their thing. Marriage is hard, family. Y'all know that. You don't need me to tell you that. It is a hard thing. Am I right, Don? Am I right, Darlene? I mean, it's it's no joke. And when you see people married for a long period of time, it's something, you know. Uh, it's really, truly something. And there's those, there, there are those people that are married, but y'all know they're not really married. You know what I mean? They're just together for this, that, and the other. So, to be together 30, 40 years is, is something. We we don't want to take it lightly on this show. So I want to play a little song. And y'all rem- remind me now, Don and Darling, I'm going to hold y'all to it. <laughs> so we want to just highlight the anniversaries with this song after when we go to break. But, uh, Darling, any other announcements while we are at it? Any other updates, announcements um, that you know of? 
I was kind of waiting on Edna to come on. She has a okay. few things. Well, let's do this. Uh, Miss Edna, if you're on the phone lines, and oh, this phone line, that's what I'm talking about now. This looked like last week. This looked like last week. We got quite a few people on the phone line. Thank you all. Thank you all, family. I see you. The various area code. That's what I like. That's what I like, y'all. I must say, a lot of y'all missed uh, the uh, Willie Myrick story. Maybe I'll play it a little later on. Uh, and just for those that, that was not able to be on the show at 8. I don't normally do that, but it's such a powerful testimony. And it's kind of old, but some of you might not have heard. Uh, but if you're on the phone line, uh, Miss Edna, please press 1. Please press 1. And... Um, while that is happening, let me just say this, family. There are family members that still, I'm just saying this uh, again this week, remember, family, because some of you still do not know that once this show go off, you can listen to it again and again and again. These shows are archived. Be careful what you say, because they'll be, family will be listening to what you, the comments you make for the next 20 years. I have a long blog talk that's standing. So uh, these shows are recorded in the archives. You can go back and click on the link that I sent to many of you through text and through email. That starts with the HTTP, that's the link. You click on that and you can listen to the show at a later time. You can rewind, you can fast forward, you can pause it. These things you can do, you do not have to listen live. So many of you Tuesday nights are hard for you. You can just listen on Wednesday morning or Friday or whenever, okay? So please remember, family, this is not just a live show, okay? Second thing I want to say, now that I got that out of the way, because it's so important that we know that, is please remember to follow if you just become a member of Blog Talk Radio, it's no, they don't charge you anything. It's free. And I think you have to create a little uh, show or something. It used to be you have to create a little phony show. And if you don't know how to do it or you don't want to do a show, put it off like 12 months from now. Just create a little phony, a little freebie show, 30-minute show like in December that you don't have no intentions on doing just to get that uh, username. And then with the username family, you can... Ask for Blog Talk to set up a reminder to come to your cell phone or your email whenever the show is on. So you'll get a reminder sent to your uh, email or, te- or your phone in, in a way of text 30 minutes before any show that Five Smooth Stones do. Five Smooth Stones is the network that's producing the show. Okay? Um, next week, next week, family. Uh, I've been talking with Darlene about possibly taking a break. So we may next week be doing something completely different on this on this network, on this uh, Five Smooth Stone Network. Instead of producing the Douglas County Family Friends Network, we may be doing a Bible study for the next two weeks. I don't know. We're still talking about it, but just stay tuned to the Edna's Bell page, and we'll let you know what it's going to be on. Most likely, if we do do a Bible study, I'm leaning towards the subject of righteousness because many of us family members don't know just how much Christ has done when he died and shed his blood, just how much our sins are taken care of, and we're walking around with guilt and not knowing that the Father is not holding it against us. He wants us to live right. He wants us to walk upright, but he does not hold it against us. We are just as clean as Israel was when they offered up a lamb. We are just as sanctified and holy by the blood of Christ. So we may want to talk about that a little bit. We don't know yet, so just stay tuned. Uh, Don, any announcements? Darling, any announcements? Anything? This Now's the time, if y'all can think of anything. Anything, anything? 
I don't have anything right off um said. Not at the moment. I have some things that I would like to ask, you know, but as far as uh we can cover it when you get back on the uh possibility of next week's show dealing with physical studies. But I don't have any anything coming up right now. But I have an anniversary too. March and I will have oh. an anniversary on the same night. You have a what to? He said anniversary, right? Yes, ma'am. Well, go ahead and let us know. Don't be shy, cousin. Don't be shy. You've been there. You've been been together a long time. What? My oldest son is thirty-four. So, but we stay been there about thirty years. Long time, man. Well, congratulations. Congratulations. Uh-huh. It's been a long uh-huh. time. Don, give me the date. Oh, June 29th. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because you know us men. We don't be remembering the year. I'd be like, my wife be like, she going to be like, don't you remember the year? We just yeah, don't think, I don't know, what, what is it about anniversaries and men? I just don't understand why we have such trouble. Of course, it was a wonderful day in our life when we married. That was life-changing, but what is it? Huh? I'm stuck with remembering dates. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Don, congratulations, congratulations. And uh, like I say, in a little bit, I'm going to play a song to uh, all of those that is just, married and, and doing right by it. It's hard work family. It is hard work to maintain the marriage. It is the hardest thing I have ever done in my entire life. <laughs> Walk with the person. Walk in peace with the person. Be unselfish. Uh, give and not take all the time. Um, sometimes sacrificing and, and just really just 100% the other person not for you anytime. Sometimes you have to give. Sometimes they always say fifty-fifty. It's not always fifty. It's not true. Sometimes you're giving mostly. Sometimes the other person is giving mostly. It's just work. And if you have some issues in your character, it's definitely going to come out in your marriage. So just want to congratulate the family on being, especially one, darling. One, one more time, kind of go through that anniversary. I really want to highlight this one more time. Y'all listen to some of the, 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 the years people have been married as families. If you have that, darling, if not, don't worry about it. Oh, I have it, but, um... And I'll put you on the spot, so don't worry about it. No, no, I don't have worry, it. But I, I have I have it. <laughs> Go for it. I have 60, 60 years for um, Norman Earl Douglas and Ola Joyce Button Douglas. 60 years. Wow. I have 52 wow. years. 52 years for um, William B. Johnson and Emma Joy Douglas Johnson. I have 29 years for Lonnie Sr. and Janice Griffin Watson. I have wow. 16 years for Michael and Regina Lynn Douglas Wade. And Don just told us... Um, he has an anniversary, June 29th, and did you say 34 years? 34. 34. Wow. Years. God, that is a long time. 
good night. <laughs> I was once I was once told by an elderly gentleman that marriage has a whole lot of stigma there. The words of the famous BC Barrett out of town. Say it again. What did he say? Mr. B.C. Barry from Palestine, Texas, once told me that marriage is a whole lot of putting up with. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. That is about right. <laughs> well, my... Don't let you speak up just a little bit. You just kind of sound muffled a little bit. And I want the family to hear what you're saying because it's strong. Try it again. <laughs> no, I was saying, so that everybody would know, I was a pastor in, in the Palestine area for about two or three years, and one of my members, Mr. D.T. Barry, said that marriage is a whole lot of putting up with. And I just said that to give a little bit of humor because we all have our struggles up and down in the world of matrimony. Yeah, sure. It's a whole lot of putting up with. Uh, you're absolutely right about that. Well, myself, y'all, I've been married 21 years, just so y'all know that one. Okay. Well, listen, I want to play this song. Darlene, were you done? Um, with that, yes. Um, okay. I'm still kind of waiting on Edna, but um, put me on mute for a little while. Let me see if I can get a hold to her. And then I need to call Kendall. Okay. Well, while she's doing that, fam, and I want y'all to check out this, and you are uh, mute your hair in about three seconds. But uh, while Darlene's taking care of that, fam, I want y'all to listen to this song. Listen to this song. This is the most popular wedding song in the country. It was at one point. I don't think it is now. But this song by the Nicholas, uh, Phil and Brenda Nicholas, was the most popular song. Can y'all believe that? Yes, it was. And so I want y'all to just check this out. And really just kind of take a second to think and uh, pat yourself on the back if you're able to reach back there. And uh, kind of those of you that have been sacrificing uh, <laughs> uh, this long uh, with your spouses, give and take. And I just we just speak a blessing right now on our family and the marriages on our family because I'm going to tell you all, <laughs> divorce is 50%. Right about now in the church, they say. Actually, it's higher in the church than it is in the world. Go figure that one, Don. <laughs> so it is work, work, work. And I just want to thank every single one of y'all that is putting in that work. And this song is just to just kind of take a little time and uh, pay homage to those that are really putting in that kind of work. We'll be right back, folks. Gonna let no man put us under 
okay, folks, I'm simply just talking, talking, talking. My mic wasn't on. Well, that's what I'm talking about. That is what I'm talking about. A love like this sure does exist. And uh, we thank the Lord. What a message in the song. Well, Don, your line is open. And Darlene, your line is open. And uh, Don, what did you think of that song? What did you think of that song? I think it's beautiful. But we must be very to have a love like that with that type of intensity. Takes a lot of work and a lot of commitment. Since we got to yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Miss Darling, are you back with us? I think she is still trying to reach out to Edna. But anyway, family, uh, we're just tonight. Again, you listen to the Douglas Cannon East Family and Friends Network. And tonight we are simply open forum. We are taking calls from family members. Anything is on your mind tonight, family, suggestions? Uh, y'all can even grade us. How have the show been doing? You know, we're creeping up on 50. I think we're, right, I think we're like something like 38 right now. And so in a little while, we'll be at 50. And so we just want to know, what do y'all think? What do y'all think? What do y'all think? How do you think we've been doing? Uh, we're definitely trying to... Uh, to uh, put some stuff out there that is really going to uh, be a blessing to the family. We really, really care about our family. We care about what you think. Uh, we care about what you're going through. And I know, um, uh, Don, you can't always, um, you know, a family this large, you know, sometimes I hear that family members get upset when they don't get the calls like they should and this, that, and the other. Um but I want to say this, that family, I don't know, just, we're just talking here. Uh, but I just want to kind of just put something out there. My sister and I talk about this a lot. Um, she's a big big one for calling a lot, calling, like, you know, uh, talking about Donna. Uh, she's, she's, she is one, she's a caller. She's one of those that like talking every day if you let her. And I'm not that like that. I can talk like once every two months maybe three months, and you are just as cool with me as if you call every single day. That's just how I roll. And sometimes that's not understood. Uh, and so um, how about you, Donald? What kind of person are you? Are you like a caller, like Donna, calls people every day? Uh, do you feel more love from family when you hear from every day, or can they call you like every three months? And then, hold on, let me put in a third a third uh, option there, a third characteristic. My wife's family is just the, uh, is even more different. They hear from each other like once, well, maybe three times a year, and they love each other just as strong as Donna calling every day, so, or every other day. What kind? How do? What do you think of that, Don? I mean, what? What do you? How are you as a person? I think I'm reserved. I can do okay if I talk to you, or if I don't have an opportunity to talk to you. But at the same time, having had the uh, experience of. Um, being in a pastoral field, I was required to talk to people all the time. So it just comes from second nature to me because I can wow. talk. I can really talk. But I just, it, it, I don't feel bad if a person does communicate with me as long as I know I haven't done anything to them. 
We just have a different type of people that are saying, yes, they're intelligent people that are saying, they're more looking at Don, 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 hold on. You got to hold that phone a little steady. You're going in and out again. Talk like you was doing earlier because we, we don't want to lose you again. I was, can you hear me better now? Right there. Don't change, please. Okay, what I was saying was, I think that... You just did it again. You just did it again. Just speak up clearly, please. I think you have a lot of people in the family who are not as much talkers as others. And they like to listen. Even myself, I can talk a lot. But I prefer to listen sometimes. And that doesn't mean that that our diverse family culture are people that don't want to communicate. But what it does mean is that a lot of good messages are getting out. And yes, I like to talk sometimes. I really uh-huh. do. I have a, you know, from the ministerial background to the, uh, I was trained in broadcasting. And we were trained to just talk a lot. But we also were trained right. how to listen. I'm listening to my very, very good. Right. Well, here's something I want to touch on tonight. And family, remember tonight is open for Don and I just talking. If something is on some of y'all's mind, press one of the phone lines and we can bring you on and we can address that. Right now, we just kind of just waiting on Darlene to come back and I'm just, we're just talking back and forth. So, um, uh, that's what I wanted to just kind of get out there. We are not on any certain topic right now. But, Don, I do want to switch gears and ask you a particular question because we have a lot of deaths in the family lately in the last six months, and a lot of a lot of hearts are heavy. A lot of people may uh, or may not uh, at this point in their life when suffering loved ones. Some blame God. Some don't blame God. Some celebrate. Some feel a sense of loss, betrayed uh, by the person in his past. Uh, I'm not talking about per se this family, but I know in families, whenever there is death, these kinds of things do rear its ugly head. Sometimes people blame God. Sometimes people blame themselves. Sometimes people blame even the ones, believe it or not, that have passed. So, I wanted to just kind of see what you and Darlene might have to say to those people, um, and we don't want to—we don't have to spend the whole show on it. But just want to just kind of uh, put some words of encouragement uh, out there because it's not nothing to play with. Pain is nothing to play with. And again, we don't have to talk about the whole show. We don't have to be a gloomy type of sad type of thing. Let's keep it upbeat and let's keep keep it uplifting. But there are a lot of family members suffering, and not if it's not from death or recent death, it's just from life. There's a lot of young people, and I'm gonna say a lot. I just know it by the spirit. I know some in this family, the Asley branch, but I've heard of others on various other branches, and I know that this is not something that's just young people or old people. People are losing hope. They are. The church is being attacked. The church doctrine is being attacked. Uh, attacked. You know, what we knew to be strong pillars uh, of belief systems is being challenged, you know, from who is Christ to who is God, to is the Bible real, and it's a lot of people building their houses, Don, and Darlene, whenever she comes.
family on sand. There is a lot of hopelessness tonight, even on the phone lines. I just know it by the spirit. So I don't want to just ignore those people and just act like this family's all together and everybody's everybody's mind is at, at the place it should be. Some of my brothers and sisters and cousins and they're going through. So I just wanted to take a, a portion of the open forum to address that. Again, we don't have to talk about it all night. But uh, what do you have to say to those that are? Uh, it don't even have to be the death thing. Just, just, just losing hope in life, uninspired, unmotivated, tired. There's a lot of saints and ain'ts that are just tired in life. The Bible talks about in the latter days that the enemy would wear out the saints of God. So if nothing else, there's a scripture right there telling us that there are saints that feel wore out. So what do you have to say, uh, Don, to that, uh, to the saints and the ain'ts that are feeling wore out, just wore out with life? Well, from the perspective, and uh, let me do this because uh, I know that William B is supposed to be also joining us. William, if you are re- ready to come on, please press one of your phone lines. I would love to have you in this conversation as well. And we're also going to be here for William B a little later on with his financial tip of the week. No, I hadn't forgotten about you, my cousin. Uh, so we'll be bringing him on as well as Tasha Mahale will be giving us the three R's, recipes, remedies, and reduced prices. All that's coming your way uh, in, in addition to this open forum. So let me just go ahead and check the phone lines because I think I saw the error code. Uh, William, if you're in the house, go ahead. I see your number. If you're able to come on now, press 1. Uh, I don't want to just open up your phone lines until you're ready. So, um if you're ready, go ahead and press 1, and we'll bring you, the one and only William B. on to add his wisdom into the mix. But right now we're talking about hope, hope, encouragement for those that are just, and um, that's, Don, I'd love to know what you have to say on that. Well, hope and encouragement are things that come from within. And whether you are a church girl or a non-church girl, it starts with how you look at situations that are here. There are many, many people in the church who are actually talking a religion that they're walking Satan. Satan Things hopeful and the evidence of things not seen. But the only time you can really be encouraged is when you look at things from an analytical viewpoint. Whatever's bothering you, if it's overtaking you, you got to let it go. You have people in the church who are depressed, but they never own up to it. You have people in the secular world who are depressed. But they want to know too. So it's the duties of those of us who recognize it to just put some elements of encouragement. But yes, there is a God who can remove all those hurts, those pains. But when it comes to death, death, there's been four people on the north side of Fort Worth who were raised over here who have passed in the last week and a half. Those families are grieving. They're really grieving. 
But you can't just take that away. You have that has to be healed away. It's an emotional process. It has to be healed away. And I believe that if we would look at our lives realistically, hold on to what we as people have been taught from our infancy that go to church, you study the Bible, you get the word in there, and you trust God, the creator of all things. He and he alone is the only force or power that I believe can really heal all pain. But in the natural, we've got to take things the way they are. We can't give up on ourselves, and we've got to remember that life has ups and downs. It's not going to always be a flowery bed of Eden where there's no problems and there's no sorrow and no pain. You're going to have some good days and some bad days. But the good days will always outweigh the bad days if you trust in God, believe in yourself, walk upright, and do the right thing. Even spite of these days, just do the right thing. Right. Good words there. And, and like I said, um, again, family, we're just, just doing a little bit of encouragement. There's a lot of heaviness in um there's some heaviness in the family. I, I don't. I can't say that there's a lot, but uh, a lot of people are weak. A lot of people are tired, and uh, a lot of people, even this well-to-do uh, family members, that seem to make the right choices where economics is concerned. Heavy in spirit, trouble in spirit, trouble mentally. Don't have the peace that the father offers, and uh, we should be concerned about them. I'm not talking about people that are sick, per se, right at this moment. I'm talking about people that are mentally sick, spiritually sick. You know, there's a void. You know, a lot of times, even on these phone lines, people reach out to family because they're looking for something. And this blog, although it's a good blog, and we did very well last week with the numbers, and we've been doing real good for a blog. We've been had some very supportive family members, not just on the phone lines now, but that's been on the phone lines for the last 38 weeks. So, you know, I, I'm thankful for that. But I think sometimes a lot of family members are looking for something. They're looking for something. Maybe they're not getting along with the family that they have, that particular branch. They're reaching out to look for something that only the Father can give. Family is going to let you down, people. Family will let you down. Family will hurt you. Family will harm you. Family will not be as loving as they should be. Family can be cold. Family can be, um, um, you know, all these kinds of things. But we got to remember, family is you. Family is you. You uh, can be that way. Uh, we can be this way towards anybody and everybody. So what Brother Seth, what Cousin Seth is trying to say tonight is be encouraged. Like Don said, you know, our hope is going to – I, I say this often. I hope when I pass, when I die one of these days, I'll be known for these words that we – all right, let me go ahead and bring on William. I see his hand is raised. Eric code 210-210-844. William B., are you there? Yes, yes, I'm here. Well, how are you doing, sir? Well, good. Doing well. Nice, warm evening in San Antonio. Matter of fact, it's hot, but, you know, I'm, uh, I'm listening, just listening to what, uh, what's going on. 
Well, yes, 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 and like I was telling the family, we're going to have you on a little bit audio uh, with the financial tip of the week as well as Tasha, but I'm glad to have you in addition on the open forum. So, William, right now we're just talking about we're addressing something that I know is there, and there is family members that are tired, family members that are depressed, family members that are around a whole lot of people but maybe lonely. Mental, spiritual heaviness is what I'm addressing, and then we can talk about other stuff. We don't. We can spend maybe another five or ten minutes on this and talk about other things, but we can't have shows after shows and don't. I know we hit it sometimes. Sometimes we do talk about this on this show, on this forum, but I just want us to just really kind of. If you have anything, William and Don has already gave some things. Yeah. Anything comes to yeah. mind for encouragement for family members, uh, let us know. But I just want to finish up what I was saying, and then you can jump in, hop in with your wisdom to yeah. the families that is heavy in spirit and in mind. Right. But I just want to say this, family. We are spirits having a relationship or a experience in this vehicle called a body. Oftentimes we look for something that we can see, taste, touch, and smell to heal us, to make us whole, to give us that peace and joy. Well, sometimes it, it, it helps, you know, to go on a vacation, to buy that new car, shoes, 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 women, uh, rims for some guys. I know I'm a little stereotypical, but sometimes these things do kind of help, but they're patches, and, you know, how you know there are patches, Seth? Because sometimes people can go to the park and get in touch with the father, and they're getting evicted, or they getting, uh, they could be just told they have terminal cancer. But when they come in from the park, they have that peace. And that's why they call it the peace that passes all understanding. Because it don't make sense for them to be peaceful with what they're going through. That's because they have attached to the spirit. They have gotten some uh, encouragement in spirit, even though their natural life look all upside down. It is the peace that passes all understanding. We are spirits, folks, and a lot of times our pain is spiritual. Folks try to say stuff to us, buy us, take us there. It's not going to it's not going to do the, the it's not going to fix us because we're spirit especially those of us that don't know the Lord is our father following Christ and, and and picking up our cross and and trying to live according to the scriptures you really is 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 flirting with danger because you don't even have the father leading your life you're out here just guessing so many people like this have expressed pain in spirit. So I just does this my two cent. Um, we are spirits family, having a relationship in a body and a lot of our pain that just we just can't seem to get rid of that loneliness, that, that heaviness. And I remember Dion Sanders and I'm and I'm gonna turn the mic over to William. But I remember Dion Sanders who had just won a Super Bowl and he had just bought a convertible. Many of you have heard Dion say this, talk about this. Somebody's phone is ringing. I don't know who, but it's, I hear an echo. Can't be in the same room with anybody listening to the show. But uh, Dion, okay, there I go again. I'm about to start muting lines here. Uh, Dion mentioned how on the night that they won the Super Bowl, he attempted to kill himself. Now, um, 
if anything is weird, that is weird. Don, it's your line, okay? So you can't be in the room with other people, Don. So I got you muted right now. As soon as I muted you, all that stopped. Folks, listen to me. It isn't about money and prestige and power and position. It's about that still, small voice and being at peace with yourself and your maker. That's when the peace is going to come. But go ahead, William B. Love to hear what you have to say on this topic of uh, of pain and, and, and sorrow uh, within our spirits and minds by it within the family. Well, you know, what you're talking is probably a little too deep for me. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm... Uh... You know, I, I, I hear you, and, and I suspect family members do. I think we as human beings all have ups and downs, if you will. We have uh, times when we are feeling better than we are at other times. To me, that's a natural course of events. There's no all highs or all lows. It sort of balances out over time, I believe. So personally, I tend to be an optimist. Uh, I tend to see the glass half full rather than half empty. And I like to have people think of it, you know, in that fashion. You know, we as a people, uh, ancestors from Africa coming to America, we must be quite optimistic to have, uh, to still be here really and to be of sound mind uh, and body and spirit for the most part because we, we have gone through an awful lot. And by the way, you're talking about feeling down, depressed, and what have you. Well, for me, racism and bigotry and discrimination and the rest of it uh, has a tendency to make a, can cause a person to feel down, if you ask me. Not mm-hmm. that we want to wallow in that, but that's a reality. And, of course, we don't force it that way, but that's a reality. That's something that many other folks need not even entertain that kind of thought. Uh, they, they're just in a different world. From where we are, we consider that sort of thing almost the norm because we put up with it all our lives in one way or the other. But it's really not the norm. Uh, we have uh, our people have a lot of high blood pressure. I believe for a reason. It's not just incidental. There's a reason why many of us, perhaps a high, I guess, a high percentage, suffer from high blood pressure. And I suspect. Uh, <laughs> you know, you'll find that uh, you know that, that there's a reason for that. That's peculiar to us and our attempt to survive in America today. And I think we've done quite well. And I look forward to the future. But it's a reality, and we best be on our p's and q's. And uh, let's, let's try to be optimistic, though, family. I believe uh, we'll be better off uh, looking ahead rather than looking back. Well. That's William B. And I appreciate those words. And I think he's on to something. I mean, I do think there's a lot of um, people that's because they are, uh, lack of a better word, they're deceived. I'm talking about white supremacy right now. And uh, they have been brought up to believe that they are superior. We're kind of shifting gears from... Uh, uh, from the one topic to another one right now, family. So just bear with us. But don't forget what Don shared and myself shared and William about just coming up out of this depression, this hopelessness, okay? 
We are powerful people, folks, and we serve a powerful God. And uh, that's why I played that song, Every Praise. Many of you didn't hear it earlier, but I played a very uplifting song that's talking about uh, praising the Father. And uh, even though Earth, even somebody, a group like Earth, Wind, and Fire understands what I'm saying when they say, when you feel down and out, sing a song, you know? You know, we it's spiritual. No matter how we twist it, it's going to wind up doing something spiritual to come up out of this so-called funk. But uh, William is on to something here, and uh, we can talk about this a little bit. Don, your line is open, and I don't hear anything, so you got that straightened out. Appreciate that. Darling, your line is open if you're back. And uh, But William is on to something. The, uh, I've been studying racism seriously for like 25, 30 years now. And uh, there's a gentleman, I'm going to throw his name out there, and family, I was going to surprise y'all and try to have him on the show. I still may be successful, I don't know. His name is Neely Fuller, Neely Fuller, N-E-E-L-Y Fuller. And Neely Fuller is the gentleman that got famous for saying racism is a system. It's not just an, oh, look at that person over there. He called me a nigger. Oh, this person over here, they burning crosses. He says, no, 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 no. It is a system of survival. And it's in every tiny aspect of life. Racism is in every single tiny aspect of life. And he has a book out that is very popular and he even gives you answers on how to address racism in every single aspect of life again he was i was supposed to try to get him on the show but this guy goes all over the world speaking and it's not going to be easy getting him on the show and he might want to be paid i don't know because he is a very much in demand there's a lady by the name of dr francis Cress welsing i know some of you, you your eyebrow lifted when i said her name and she's been talking about this on Phil Donahue's show. I think she's been on Oprah. Uh, Francis Chris Wilson has been all over the, 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 the two and the media. And that is his student. That's a student of uh, Neely Fuller. Uh, uh, um, uh, so um, I wanted to name some of the areas to let y'all see just how important what William just said is. He didn't ask me to do this. He didn't even know I was going to do this. But... It's funny he should say that because I got a list of all of the areas affected by racism. And I guarantee you, you have never heard what I'm about to say. Most people say there's nine areas of life. I come up with 30. And I'm going to go through this quickly. Every time I name an area, just remember... There's a stronghold of racism oppressing our people. Just to let you know how much William is on. History. Think about it. History full of racism. Doctrines that causes us to think less of ourselves. Education. We've been miseducated, lied to, only told about Europeans. In the area of religion. Oh, my goodness. The big cover-up about Christ being black putting a white Christ out there, even changing the name, the J, adding the J, when there's no J in the Hebrew. 
just, I mean, I'm talking, I know, yes, I, I, I still say Jesus and everything, and I think the Father, you can still say Jesus, family. I'm not above that, but his name was Yeshua. He was a dark-skinned man, woolly hair man. His hair is like lamb's wool. Lamb, you can't get a comb through lamb's wool hair. Jesus, your Messiah, has nappy hair. And it's a beautiful thing. It's not a put-down. It's powerful, strong hair that we hate. That is really what the, what our, the prophets look like. In the area of socialism, why is it it's embarrassing to talk about black history? You can talk about the Irish history. You can talk about I'm going to go through this fast, folks, because I want to hear everybody. I want to hear what every single co-host has to say about this. But i got to mention these areas that's affected by us. Every single area, there's a giant of white supremacy racism that controls every single area I'm going to say. But socially, this is just one little aspect, one teeny tiny little aspect of socialism. Why is it when we're in this gathering, Irish can talk about their history, the Brits, the Brits can talk about their history, the French can talk about their history. But when we mention African-American history, why is it offensive? We're just simply talking about our history. Why is it offensive? Because socially, there's a giant identity where our identity is concerned. Totally, totally. Our, blacks don't even want to be black. <laughs> Many of us don't like living around each other. We have an identity crisis, for real. In the area of health and wellness, why do we suffer more? In the area of medicine, in the area of imagery, if you was deaf and you couldn't hear anything, and you just watch the images, if you go in the store and look at all of the images of whites on billboards and magazines, it's racist. If you don't, if you couldn't hear anything, imagery is racist. Racism in family, nutrition and food, the disparity there, how our kids, our people, uh, inner cities don't have the vegetables, and it, 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 uh, this is serious. Laws. Look how the laws is twisted for certain people and for other people. Uh, uh, look how, um, I'm talking about laws, unspoken and spoken, customs, bylaws, racist, a lot of it, still today, set up to oppress one group of people over another. Again, what William B. just said is just a drop in the bucket. Uh, how about this, law enforcement? Who suffers more in the area of law enforcement and why? Racism, white supremacy. It's not a slap in the face to white people. This is a philosophy. I don't believe white people. When I do these shows, used to do the blogs, they understand. I'm not talking about them per se. I'm talking about a philosophy that can be believed by blacks. Many blacks are some of the biggest oppressors with these lies. Here's a good one: entertainment. Entertainment. If you just sit down and say, "Oh, Seth, I don't want to hear no more about none of this black white stuff," turn on the TV, turn on the cable. I don't want to hear none about none of this. You can't escape it. It's all throughout the movies. Certain roles given to certain people. Here's the one, sexual myths. Can't talk about that on the show. All types of sexual myths and stereotypes. How about this one, correction and rehab, the prison system. How about judicial? When you go before the judge, the disparity if you have crack cocaine versus, I mean, if you have cocaine versus crack. Everybody talk about that. The sentencing. Oh, my goodness, military defense. We talked about that on the show not too long ago. There's racism in military defense. I mean, I heard about all this we are one and all that. No, there's racism in the area of military defense. There's been a, a, a old joke about first one, put on the front line, all this stuff. Foreign policy. 
What are we doing to other countries, African and so-called third world countries? What are we doing over there with our boys and girls? We're practicing racism and white supremacy. We're making third world countries. Here's another one. Environment. Whose neighborhoods is is in danger with lead poisoning more so than any other neighbors? Racism, white supremacy is in every, every tiny, everywhere there's people. Wherever there's people, there is these, this, this philosophy. If it's a brain involved, the philosophy can be believed, and then here come the oppression. Economics is the biggest one out of anything I'm going to name. Economics, who's charged the most? Who's billed the most? Who's assessed the most? Who's indebted more? Financials, again, economics. Who is... Uh, have least access to financial access, grants, loans, debt relief, subsidies. It's our people. Okay, economics, again, uh, financial secrets, strategies, uh, knowledge being held back from our people. All I'm saying, and I think I named about 28, I'm, I'm just jumping real fast here. We can talk about this tonight. We don't have to stay on it, but I'd love to hear what, Don, you have to say about what I just put out there. I call it the Expo 30. It's a name I call it, Expo 30. Neely Fuller, if he come on the show, only have nine areas. I have 30 areas. I think I just named all of them, but I might have missed a few. These areas is saturated with white supremacy, and William is right. That could be why we have high blood pressure. could be why we are, our health is, is deteriorated, because we see this disparity in every single thing we do. So, Don, I'd love to know your comments on that, my cousin. Did I floor you, my brother? Did I floor you? Hold on, let me make sure his his line is open. I think we lost Don. I don't see his number. Uh, William, what do you have to say about what I just said? Why Don is calling back? Well, you know, you covered uh, an awful lot. I think you're right on, right on target. You know, but what I find though, Seth, is that uh, many of our people are uncomfortable uh, hearing the truth relative to. Uh, race uh, situations in America today. And I and I can understand it to a point. You know, really though, because they'd rather forget that race stuff and let's start off now and act like everything is all right and try to go from here. Well, that that sounds nice, but it just so happens that the past I have so much to do with the present as well as the future. You know, we we, we build upon history is Something that is built upon. You can't just ignore it. It has shaped us and formed us uh, as a people and as a nation. And until we really deal with it appropriately, us uh, as well as other people, uh, we'll always be just, uh, you know, playing games, shadow boxing, if you will, pretending. And I mean, I have friends all across the, the spectrum, and of course, we like to say that. Well, yeah, I've got a white this or that, and I guess that's cool, but that doesn't deny the fact that the system itself is, in fact, uh, racist and discriminatory. It's it's just the way it is. Have we made some improvements in America? Yes. Do we have a long way to go? Do we have a long way to go? Yes. Do we elect a black president? Yes. Uh, We thought when we elect a black president, hey, we're we're, we're rolling. Everything's going to be great now because look what we did. Come to find out. Uh, that didn't really do what many of us expected. Speaking for myself, I thought the situation was pretty much uh, we nipped it in the bud. But 
No, no. That was the beginning of these people really showing their true who they really, really were. And uh, it's a challenge, but we can meet all these challenges just like we have in the past. Let's just keep moving forward. But let's be real, though. Let's not pretend. Uh, let's be real, stand up, and be the best at whatever we do. It has nothing to do with being a professional or not. I mean, no matter what you do, as King said, be the best. I mean, if you got a shop that uh, does whatever, just be the best shopkeeper there is, and you'll be okay in America today, I believe. I'm in business, and I think uh, businesses, to some extent, is colorblind, really. I find my tenants come from all uh, spectrums. Why? Because they simply want the best little place they can find for the best price, quite frankly. And, and that, that's that's the way it really should be. That evens the playing field. So let's be optimistic. Let's move forward and not dwell on the problems, but let's understand that they do still exist. And I'd rather not see us shed our eyes to them. But uh, I, I do realize... Especially, William, if it's contributing to health issues, mental pain. uh, I was talking about this earlier. If it's contributing to to, to, um, tiring your spirit, uh, many of our elders are just tired in spirit, you know, with seeing what's going on. And and I want to say this, family, about the Expo 30, the 30 areas I just named. It's overwhelming. If I go through each one and name every single system, bolted down in that particular topic, because it's very depressing. I had somebody tell me you you, you shouldn't do that often. It's very, very disturbing because I have some serious numbers to prove in medical. Like I mentioned, some areas like medical. Just pick on one here. I mentioned the area of medical and health, medicine and health. It's scary, but I want to say this. Because I heard somebody tell me one time, Seth, we have whites that listen to the show. And when you talk about racism, you make them uncomfortable. You probably would want to reword things. And this is what I told them. When I do shows, William, and darling, if you're back, when I do these shows on racism, I've talked about it probably more than anybody on the Internet, most of my listeners are white. Most of them. I'm not, I'm not going to say most of them. That's not true. A lot of them are white. And guess yeah. who gives me the biggest grief? It's black people. Because there are a lot of white people that know what they, their uncles and aunts talk about at the family reunion. Just like we have family reunions and bakes and, and uh, you know, barbecues and all these get-togethers with the family. Well, yeah. some of our white brothers and sisters in this family, they know what their family talk about. And they yeah. know what your cousin Seth is saying is true. Now, I'm not spewing hate. I'm not promoting hate. I don't even like to say them versus us. I don't believe really in the concept of white and black. I love family. Hear this. Hear this one. I love white people. I don't like them. I love them. I'm, I'm not saying I don't like them. I, don't, I mean... Uh, it's stronger than like. I love them. I'm committed to their wholesome life in existence. Well, Brother Seth, cousin, why you talk so much about our people? 
because it's natural to love your people first. The Japanese love their people first. You never hear no Japanese talking about hating anybody. They just love their own. And it's nothing wrong with loving me some black people. There's right. nothing wrong with me loving me some black history. There's nothing wrong with me loving some black achievement. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with me talking about some black challenges. So tonight, we're not locked into just this topic. If you want to talk about something else, family, I'm looking at the phone lines right now, and we have a full house. We have Full House, California, all kind of phone numbers, people listening. I thank you. I thank you. I don't know what happened to Don. Darling, are you back? Darling was seeking out Edna. Uh, maybe uh, she, I don't think she's back yet, but her line is open. Anytime she comes back, we're here. But family tonight, we, this is open forum. I have William B. on here, and I kind of, we tend to think that this racism is one of the major major challenges with our family and with our people, so that's why we hit it so hard. But some of you may think it's something else. Well, don't be shy. Press one to come on, and we can talk about that. But, uh, William, I just want to just uh, kind of piggyback off something you said. Um, we shouldn't be uh, so shallow you know, the Bible tells us we're supposed to be responsible. You know, it says if you have art against your brother or if you have an issue against your brother, that's today's vernacular, if you have art against your brother, go to him. You don't tell us to run from him. Really and truly, when you see racism, and, and I'm not talking about racism in white people. I don't ever say that. It's racism in anybody because like I believe, white supremacy is a philosophy. Anybody can believe it if they have a brain, and they can start to oppress their own people, black or white. Okay, so I'm going to say it again. I don't believe that racism is just only to, for whites to practice. Most of us have very dealings with whites. Most of our pain, light-skinned cousins and aunts and uncles, if those that are, are, are light-skinned, have been oppressed by some of us that are darker. And don't have nothing to do with no white people. You went through that pain with your family. And some of y'all still going through a lot of pain with your family. Some of y'all are oppressing yourself. How about that one? Ain't nobody a fault by no white person is coming into your home or into your mind. You despise your own dark skin, your own you call your nose large, or you call your lips large. You hate your African features, and nobody's even ain't nobody around you. It's just you. So when I attack white supremacy, I'm not attacking white people. Please hear me clear tonight. I'm I'm attacking a philosophy, and like William say, it's not the only pain we have, but it is something that is contributing to a lot of our pain. A lot of our pain. William, I like to since we're on this, I'm gonna put you on the spot. You're a businessman. You uh -oh. mentioned you being a bi businessman, and then I actually want to go to your clip, your uh, financial tip of the week, and uh, we'll probably also throw in Tasha. Do you do you and Tasha together? But okay. before we go to your clip, your financial tip of the week, I want you to share why you so bent on on racism. I notice it comes out of your mouth a lot and you're very articulate with it. I'm just going to put you on the spot. I'm going to put you on the spot. 
hey, hey, let me go all the way back on you. Let me tell you why I say that, cousin. Let me okay. say that. Let me okay. tell you why I say that, cousin William. All right. The reason why I say that is because on the very first show on the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network, you asked Bubba Jack this question about his father, remember? You say, did his father ever encounter some racism? Remember that? You kind of was laughing about that. <laughs> As, that was when the wheel started rolling. <laughs> I don't know. You know let, let me let me. Now you're president, you know, president of the NAACP, I think, in in San Antonio, I think, and uh, you're very active with whites. I see you on the internet, uh, and I hear you talking about that. You you deal a lot with whites, so I don't believe you are a hater. So I just want to know out of your own mouth, what happened? What do you know that? <laughs> okay, you know, I'm sorry. Let, let me let, let, let me just say this, sir, as seriously as I can. You know, we all are a product of our environment, right? Yeah, I grew sure. up in a small town that I just came from over the weekend. We had a little family gathering back home in Bryan, Texas, out in the country where I'm from, and it was just uh, quite nice. We were there from all over the place, out on the West Coast and all over Texas. Went back to Bryan, Pleasant Hill community to get together. But I'm a product of that environment. Grew up in the 50s. Uh, and Don, your line is open. Oh, hold on, hold on, William. Don, your okay. line is open. Air code eight one seven three seven. You're you're back in the conversation. Go ahead, William. So those of you who weren't back in the fifty don't understand. But see, my dad, when we went downtown, uh, he had to, uh, you know, step off the sidewalk when uh, some folks, you know, come walking down the sidewalk. And wow. little, little boys, little boys that were. Uh, you know, uh, Anglo boys. Uh, my dad, uh, when he talked to him, uh, you know the yes sir thing. See, and when, when you see that, uh, it's just not something that one forgets. That impacts one, uh, and I guess it impacts me in ways and may not other people. So I decided that I would do my darnest to operate at a level that I wouldn't have to. Uh, Really deal, you know, with with that sort of thing. I mean, I as you as you as you saying, you know, I've got friends all over and all around. That that's not even an issue for me. However, I'm I'm real though, and uh, I I can I can deal either side of the of the of the street, you know, really, and uh, and that's just the way the way that is. People who know me understand. I mean, I'm straight up, but I'm still who I am. So I guess I deal with the race thing because it's a big factor in my mind. Uh, in the way that uh, we survive and live our lives as black people in America. And to me, if that's the elephant in the room, uh, you should not just simply uh, avoid it, uh, you, know, to, you know, to my mind. you got to once in a while uh, approach it and deal with it and keep it on people's mind because police don't go around shooting little 12-year-old boys in parks uh, just because, you know, uh, that, that that's a reason why they feel uh, they can just do that and walk. Uh, you know, there, there's really a reason for it. It's not, it's not, there's a reason for it. I, You know, I, they, they, they just don't do that. I mean, when black women down at Prairie View end up uh, supposedly hanging themselves and that sort of thing, uh, that, that doesn't just happen to any and everybody. If you check close enough, you'll find those folks look like we do. 
And we can shut our eyes to it if we want and pretend otherwise, but I don't think that's smart. I think it's smart to uh, be alert, be on it, be active, be political, be socially engaged, and be right on it. And, yes, uh, go to church, be a Christian and what have you, but uh, be out here and understanding how the system works. We should know how the system works better than anybody. We should be the first one in line when it comes to vote. I'm not so sure by the idea that ID uh, is prohibiting a lot of people from voting. I've got ID. you got ID. Most people I know have an ID. What's the problem? The problem is people don't seem to give a hoot or appreciate the importance of voting. That's the way I see it. I mean, I sometimes pretend otherwise uh, in certain meetings and such, but I think uh, people uh, really aren't voting because they just don't care or don't feel like they can make a difference. That's a big mistake. But I'm not a racist. Wow. I'm just real. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I mentioned the area of socialism as one of the, in my so-called Expo 30, I call it, the 30 areas of where we're oppressed, one of the areas of socially social. Now, socially speaking, you just prove one of the areas where we're oppressed. You have to keep apologizing. You, William B., have to keep saying, Seth have to keep saying, I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. All we're talking about is helping our people. I haven't heard you speak out any hatred for no whites. I haven't. But why do we have to keep apologizing? We have to ask ourselves that question. Why, when you really try to help black people, do uh-huh. they look at you as a racist? Wow. Absolutely right. Wow. Absolutely. Well, anyway, folks, yeah. we'll be right back. Here comes William B. talking about... Uh, uh, financial uh, tips of the week. As you know, we do this every single show, and uh, him and Tasha have done a wonderful job. And William, now that I have you on the line, I can just tell you, I want to thank you for your knowledge that you've been part to the family. It has really helped us out a whole lot. We really, really appreciate that. So here come William B. And Tasha together. We're going to do them together, family. We're going to do them together. How about that? William B. Tasha coming right at you. Yes, good evening, family. William B. once again. Hope all family members had an, an enjoyable Fourth of July on yesterday. I'd like to talk a bit today about uh, credit cards. Perhaps this is a repeat, but I don't think we can talk about the credit card situation too often. Uh, obviously, we're all better off probably if we don't use uh, credit cards, really, cash is a better way. But if you must use a credit card or choose to, these are some things to uh, to think about. You know, this country, some people have said, have gone credit card crazy. Now, all credit cards are not created equal. And the thing that separates them would be uh, whether or not you have a grace period between the time that you uh, charge the item and the time that you're required to pay it. 
The grace period is the amount of time you get to use a credit card before they start tacking on interest, uh, quite frankly. The best credit cards give you almost a month to use the money before you have to pay on the dime in interest. That's beautiful, isn't it? Quite frankly, if and when I do use one, that's tend to be what I do. I'll charge it, and then when it comes in, I'll pay it. Guess what? I haven't lost anything, and they really haven't gained anything from me, really. Well, I've lost the value of a stamp by mailing the payment in, which is still the way I do it. But that's it. So so, so that's one uh, use of credit card that I think might might make some sense because you get to use other people's money free while your money continues to earn interest, hopefully in a money market or something like that, although the interest right now is at a historical low. Uh, another thing to keep in mind is look at your credit card statements for the last two or three months and see exactly what is your uh, closing date of your statement, closing date. That date may be around the 15th, 18th, something like that. And if it is, consider that when you make a large purchase. Say if you're going to buy a room full of furniture, for example, and your closing date is the 18th, Make that purchase on the 19th or perhaps the 20th of a given month. And guess what? Uh, you'll That bill will come due almost about two months later. You, know, you will not pay it during the month in which you're charging, and you won't pay it the next month uh, either. You, you'll pay it about two months later on. So that's a good thing to, uh, to do if you're going to use a credit card. Sp- spread that out as far as you can and uh, make it easy easy on yourself. And also, uh, there's a quick rule of thumb that you follow when it comes to credit cards. If you pay the balance in full, as we've stated, uh, you'll save that. But also, uh, select a card that has uh, the uh, longest grace period. Now, no fee card, obviously. Do you know there are people who, uh, for whatever reason, prestige or whatever they want to call it, They'll carry around a card that they pay an annual fee for. Now, to my mind, it uh, makes no sense. You know, they can call the card whatever they want. But it makes no sense to me, family. So if you want a card that uh, serves your purpose, uh, I, I, my suggestion is to select a card that's not going to cost you to use their cards. Sometimes we have children in college, and, and that's a good thing. But credit cards are very busy trying to uh, lure uh, our offsprings into carrying credit cards around and charging uh, and using them. Yes, they certainly are. But in most cases, family, uh, that uh, offspring's bill is secured uh, probably by your credit. So if they don't live up to the requirements of the uh, contract, guess who they're going to call in to live up to those requirements? It's going to be you. Absolutely. So uh, as uh, as they get the cards, uh, I probably wouldn't encourage them to get a card. But secondly, if and when they do, it can be a good learning opportunity for them to use the card, learn to use the card wisely. But on the other hand, if you find that they aren't inclined to do it wisely or the right way, well, then you know what to do. In my case, uh, the card would probably uh, be called in and uh, they probably won't be using that one, at least not with my name on it. All right, take care. A couple of tidbits. Have yourself a good week. Enjoy July. It's a hot one, so look out.
family, I'm excited to be with you once again and anxious to share with you recipes, remedies, and reduced prices. My hope is that it will add a little flavor, healing, and some change in your pockets. Again, my name is Tasha, guys, and let's go ahead and dive right into our first R, which is uh, recipes. And I'm going to share with you a black bean burger, which is Chili's inspired. I actually thought about doing something like this because my Aunt Tanya often makes uh, dishes like this, and I know she's made black bean burgers that I've tried in the past. So this is another way to prepare that, and um, you guys may have enjoyed this at your local Chili's as well. Now, guys, this calls for a can, a 14-ounce can of black beans and or um, – or you can use a cup and a half of cooked dried beans. You you want to use a small onion, two cloves of garlic. Um, now, you can crush these. Um, now, if you don't have fresh garlic, you can use a fourth of a teaspoon of garlic powder or minced garlic, uh, two teaspoons of Cajun seasoning, a half cup of seasoned breadcrumbs, one egg, a half teaspoon of hot sauce. You can use something like sriracha as well. One teaspoon of parsley flakes. You're going to use hamburger buns, of course and cheese or, and any other topping that you want to um, garnish it with. Now, guys, again, like I said, this is a super easy recipe. Uh, you want to drain the beans well. You want to put the onion and garlic, uh, all of that, into a food processor and blend it until it's fine. Now, you want to add beans and blend well until it's at a mashed consistency. And um, you want to place it in a mixing bowl and add the breadcrumbs, eggs, hot sauce, parsley, Cajun seasoning, and you want to stir this all and mix it well. You want to shape it into four patties. Or you can opt to make three larger patties. Now, you want to place this on a well-greased stovetop uh, pan, or you can use an outdoor grill as well. Now, you want to, if you use that, you're going to cook it on both sides for about five to six minutes. Now, if you want to uh, opt for, you know, an, um, an, an oven uh, way to prepare this, you can place the oven on broil for about 10 to 12 minutes per side. Now, you make sure you use a greased foil-lined pan to do this. Again, guys, remember that these are fragile patties. They're not like beef patties, so they're fragile, so they're tricky to turn, so be careful. You can use two spatulas to flip them, and, uh, of course, the thicker the patty, the easier it will be to flip. Now, guys, let's go ahead and, and jump on over to the second R, which is remedies. Now, uh, I want to share with you some of the benefits of sulfur soap. Now, guys, as you know, sulfur has numerous health benefits. The benefits can range from treating skin disorders to simply cleansing the body more efficiently. Now, sulfur soap is available in shampoos, lotions, ointments, soaps, creams and gels. Now, understanding the benefits of sulfur soap is important in determining, you know, if using is the best choice for you personally. Now, guys, um, I personally use this soap daily, but I use it as an acne treatment, which it is known to be used for. Uh, it is not meant to use as a total body cleansing uh, uh, regimen. Now, you can use it on small areas of your body like the face, daily, um, it, but if you're going to use it whole body, it's not meant to be used daily like that. You can use it, you know, periodically, and it, and it should be safe to use that way. Now, one of, the soap, one of the features of sulfur soap is that it causes the skin to dry out a little bit, and some people it also causes the skin to peel. I don't peel from using it, but it does cause my skin to dry out. And when there's acne on your skin, guys, the skin is more moist and oily than normal, so since sulfur dries out the skin, it will help decrease the inflammation uh, from, uh, from breakouts and other blemishes on your skin. The sulfur can also decrease the appearance of whiteheads on your skin, decreasing the oiliness and preventing pores from being blocked. I don't get breakouts um, that often, but this seems to kind of keep them at bay. Um, seems like I'm actually getting more breakouts than I did when I was young, which is crazy. Um, it's also been known to treat uh, 
uh, scabies, dermatitis, rosacea, which you guys have seen probably numerous commercials on television about rosacea. But if you read the fine print and you hear the the uh, side effects, they're a little bit scary. So this may be a nice alternative to try before going into uh, you know, getting something prescribed. And, um, again, it's readily available over counter. Um, I think I spend maybe $2.50 on average per bar. You can get it at Walgreens, CVS, Walmart. Uh, typically, if you buy it in, uh, at the Walgreens or CVS, they're typically with the Hispanic um, uh, beauty products. Uh, they have many different soaps there, and I don't know what led me to try soap for soap one day, but I, I tried it and, and actually like it pretty well for myself. Again, as with anything, guys, be sure to check with your health care provider if you have any issues or concerns that, you know, that you know that you may want to consider before using something new. Now, again, sofa soap has strong chemical pro- properties, so it can cause skin irritation. Now, some of that may look like uh, redness. Uh, it can, you know, cause the skin to get warmer than normal, uh, itching and flaking. Now, this is typically a sign that it, the sofa is working to encourage um, cellular turnover and... Um, and to release the buildup of oils in the skin. But if the irritation is too severe for, you know, or uncomfortable, you want to cease using this product or apply it, you know, maybe at a, at a lesser degree. Uh, if the irritation, you know, seems to be, you know, it could also occur after following, you know, its use, you know, for several days, so it may not happen right away. It may take a few days for you to see some irritation. Now, over time, you can typically increase application as the skin becomes more acclimated to the treatment, uh, but, you, you, you know, you may want to, Use, you know, maybe a soothing moisturizer or, you know, uh, something that will kind of help reduce the dryness or redness that may occur. I don't know if you guys remember me mentioning rose hip oil. That would be a great one to use um, because it absorbs very readily and um, it's just a very light and moisturizing oil to use on the skin. Also, some people may like coconut oil. Um, I use that occasionally, but I, I prefer if I'm going to use it specifically on my face, something like rose hip doesn't clog the pores, so it's a really nice uh, light oil. Now, guys, let's go ahead and go over to uh, reduce prices. Guys, now, if you're a member of the Amazon Prime, um, if you're not, guys, it is actually free for a certain amount of days. I believe it's like 30 days uh, if you want to join for free. And then after um, that, you know, there is a subscription fee. Um, we don't subscribe to any of this stuff, but if I want to take advantage of something, I will do something for free for, for a time period. And I believe it's 60 days for students, if I'm not mistaken. But they have today-only deals right now through July 12th. Um, they're not the only, uh, com- you know, uh, retailer that I actually look at today-only deals. I look at them and I actually look at Best Buy. They're great retailers to look at for today, especially right now and uh, right before the holidays. If you want to snag some really good prices on electronics, all kinds of stuff, actually. Um, but it is a great time to start looking, and they have today-only deals, which are, you know, they're usually heavily discounted deals uh, you know, for that day. And so right now what they have, they have a Hisense 32-inch TV. It's a 720p LED TV, and it also includes a free fire stick, um, which um, if you guys are not familiar with that, what it allows you to do, the stick, it allows you to enjoy over 4,000 channels and apps, games, including access to over 250,000 television episodes and movies. Now, you can stream these through subscription services like Netflix and Amazon and uh, Hulu and HBO Now, all of these things. We actually have a Chromecast right now, and we absolutely love it. But this actually boasts of, um, I believe it's 
double, four times the storage than the Chromecast and two times the memory, and it has a dual-core processor and one gig of memory. This is something that I have been wanting to try, um, but we actually, you know, I can actually, you know, speak to the Chromecast and say that I actually love it. Um, we've actually been able to get rid of our cable bill because of, you know, having a little gadget like that because it allows you to watch all the same shows, and it also reduces the amount of time that we sit in front of the television, as a matter of fact, because we're not just sitting there watching empty shows, uh, wasting time. So we've gotten part of our day back, and we also save money by subscribing to this. So, again, like I say, this this is a, a day only. So, again, it will only be available today. So I do apologize. I know it's late in the day, but if you're in the market for a new television, the price is only $119 shipped. Um, and it's a 32-inch TV, which is a nice-size television for the bedroom, maybe your playroom or, your, you know, your office or something. Um, and uh, that's a really good deal. And let's go ahead and move on. The second deal that I have for you guys is Finish Line has a Nike uh, Elite Basketball Crew Socks for only $4.99. Now, most of you may be saying that's a little bit pricey, but the regular price on these socks are $20, guys. And my son has several pairs of these. And I've often bought them when they're on special like this. And I will say this much, um, they do last. Um, they have lasted him, and they and he's very hard on socks. And so um, they've lasted him in, in a – I wouldn't advocate – you know, I wouldn't suggest buying and spending this kind of money on socks, you know, if they weren't on sale. Now, you can um, pick them up uh, for free. You know, they'll ship free to the store. Or, you know, shipping appears to start at about six ninety nine. uh uh for the for the for the for the order. Now they do have some regular Nike socks on there for three pair for four ninety nine. There's a couple different uh, varieties there to ch choose from as well, and so um, that's a pretty good deal over at FinishLine.com. Now, lastly, Target has beauty boxes and they're back, guys, and they but they don't last very long, guys. And um, they're seven dollars for the box. The value of the box is thirty dollars, and what they do is they put um, different products from Dove to Garnier to NYX to Tom's in these boxes. So as I'm naming these these brand names, you can tell that these are nice brands. And so you get the box for 7 bucks. You're limited to two boxes per person and per box. You can get a total of four boxes. There are two different choices that they uh, have for you to pick from. Now, if you're a Target red card holder, you can get an extra 5% off, making the final cost of each box at about $6.65 shipped. So the shipping is free on this. And again, the value, the retail value of this box is $30. Now, guys, it's been a pleasure. I'm so glad um, that I was able to share some of this information with you. Um, thank you, Uncle Seth, again, for allowing me to be a part of this program. Guys, let us all continue to grow, inspire, and connect one another. I am uh, stoked that, you know, we are all coming together as a family. And, guys, remember, it's not the most important thing. It's everything. Family is very important. Until next time, God bless.
thank everybody that's still on the phone lines. We still have the area codes 210-805-817-972 private lines, 559-979-512. You're still hanging on, family. We appreciate it. We thank you. We thank you. Um, I just want to say this really quickly before we get back into the topic at hand. Again, there really isn't a topic at hand. We have an open forum, and I want to explain a little bit, again, what open forum is, okay? I want us to understand, no matter how loud I'm talking, because you know that's how your cousin talk, I can't help myself, how strong and aggressive I can be. I try not to be aggressive. Uh, we're not locked into any one topic, okay? If you guys want to talk about anything, just press one on your phone lines. I'm looking right now. I don't always scroll up and down the phone lines, so I'm telling everyone right now, please, asking everyone right now, please, if you want to talk about anything else, press one and just say, hey, this may be a little bit off the topic, but what do y'all think of this, that, and the other? You know, Peyton Manning, what do you think, you know, uh, what do you think of the championship? You think they, wasn't it a shame what they did in Cleveland? And we will address that. We don't have to talk about racism, okay? We don't have to talk about uh, sports. We don't have to talk about God, really, per se. I mean, we can talk about some other things happening in our world because our world is full of many things happening. William B. and I have a common thread. You heard him talk about his pain as a child. Well, I have a lot of pain in these churches. His thing is, you heard him talk about his life. Well, just in a few minutes, you hear your cousin out. Seth Turner, Irene's children, have seen lots of racism in the interracial churches we've been in. We have been fragmented, destroyed by white supremacy, and a lot of pain. You know, it's, I may kind of talk about it, you know, but I could actually cry over it. A lot of pain. Okay, I didn't live back in the 40s and the 30s and all that. I live recently, and I can tell you about some stuff going on right now and it's straight up racism so it's it's pain for us and I know a lot of our people is oppressing each other with it you know I've seen our people turn inside out and I am a soldier I'm a warrior uh, 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 for our people and that's why it touches me so strongly but there's other things that touch me and uh, like I said next week family next two weeks we're going to be doing a bible study uh, possibly and we may not have this show because uh, we need a break uh, definitely need a break so uh, and it's been and we've been needing to take this break for probably five weeks now but we know you love the show, so we keep coming at you every week. But we may take a break, may uh, take a break next week and the following week. Uh, those of you that listen to the phone line, uh, or listen to this show, you clicked on the link, you need to call the phone number. It's 10 o'clock. You know how the rule is, the rule, the rule. You got to call the phone number, else you will be disconnected in less than one minute. The phone number is 914-205-5590. One more time, 914 914- Two zero five 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 nine zero. Okay, so just know that family. You you know I think a lot of you are enjoying uh, the, the the Williams testimony, and I think most of the family is enjoying. It, else you would press one. So I just have to say that so we be all on one accord with this topic. Having said that, 
I kind of want to talk about some solutions. So, Don, your line is open. William, your line is open. And I would love to talk about some solutions and uh, uh, to the whole racism thing. Uh, one thing I can tell you this, no matter what we go through race-wise, be it practice from our own people of our own color or outsiders, God can get us over anything and every single thing if we trust him, if we obey the scriptures. You know, there is scriptural commandments on how to end racism if we just follow the scriptures, okay? And I think that the Father wants us to be responsible and do these things. Like one scripture I mentioned before we went to the break was the Bible says, if you have all against your brother, and whites are our brothers and sisters, if you have ought against them, go to them and let them know in love. If the, if the church world, white church and the black church, you know, the clans that they're Christians too, if they did that, guess what? There wouldn't be no more King Malcolm X, all those. But because we're not obeying the scriptures, that's why we suffer. So this is a solution to this racism. We're not just talking about the white man and beating up on white people. That's not what this is about. This is about a real philosophy that causes pain on our people. So having said that, William B., like I said, uh-huh. your line is open. Your line is open, and Don, your line is open. You got dropped yeah. earlier. So, Don, I'll let you go ahead and weigh in on that. Uh, give us some solutions, and then i like to skip the topic. Okay. This person, there is no one solution. But what we can do as a collective family, as a collective family, what we can do is uh, open up a chat line. And where there's people who have been wronged, we can seek some healing on their lives. There's some relative situations that each one of us have been through that we can share with each other. But God is the only person that can heal racism and that healing is from inside out. But the social strata is in the world today, we're going to continue to fight it, whether it's outright deliberate racism or whether it's sublinear. We're still going to be facing these problems. William, you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yes, uh, well, in terms of a solution, uh, I don't believe that we alone can solve it. Uh, I think it's more of a power issue uh, as well. And uh, guess who has the power? Uh, relatively speaking, uh, you know, there's just no comparison in terms of the, you know, the power situation. So those in power must make some dramatic changes in order for the system to respond in kind. Those without the power can, you know, dance around and do all they want. Uh, It's not going to impact things too very, very much. So the key is to try to acquire some of that power if you can. One way to do that is uh, through education. We should be, at one time, we were hungry for education. We should be the most well-educated folk on the planet, and many many people are. But that should be our primary motivation, along with other things perhaps. But education, if we can just excel 
in education, little black boys and girls excelling in education, you know, that becomes the norm and not the exception. We find ourselves moving within within this society because a person who can think for themselves, think critically and think outside of the box and outmaneuver other people, as this president has done, he's been a prime example, well, then you can move and deal and operate in America reasonably well and folk respect you for it. So I would just recommend a good, solid education, and that in itself will uh, move you in a position to acquire some of the, uh, you know, piece of the rock as well. And once we balance out this economic situation more, then I think we'll be moving in the right direction as a people. But we got to focus on education, you know, as the way to go, the way we were at one time. We did. We were that way one time, but now I think so many things have attracted our people's attention. You know, TV is good, and I appreciate that. You know, great movies, great entertainment. Entertainment is cool, but that's not the real deal. At some point, we got to wake up and you know, and face the music. And uh, we, we, if we could just start to excel in education, we can do it. We got the brain power. We just don't have the will and the desire and the appreciation uh, for uh, for education. That's that's the way I see it, at least right now. So you think, well, I, so you I like that. I think that I think that think you well put that, uh, William. And uh, I want to remind everybody that uh, African Americans, if they spent their money among themselves, and they let that dollar circulate. About I think they said four times. The economists say I think four times. That means when you get paid, you patronize four African American businesses before you out. You know, go anywhere else. They said that the economists say that African Americans are a one trillion dollar business. Our, our buying power. We're, we're in the most powerful nation, one of the most powerful nations, so you can't be inside of one of the wealthiest nations and be that broke and poor. It just don't make sense. Even our poverty, when we get on the plane and go to so-called undeveloped countries, they make over us like we're kings. Our poverty family is worth more than a whole lot of nations. We're talking about white nations. We are no joke. I love William's angle. we got two different callings, and I'm sure Don has his calling. Well, William's calling, it sounds like, because he talks too much about this, that's how you know it must be his passion. He is really on the finance end, and it's needed. I mean, it is. How can you disagree with it? My angle is the spiritual side. How can you disagree with that? I believe if these 40 million people will get some character and some love toward each other and some and, and, and throw up the white supremacy, the white man's ice is better, just get rid of a lot of these false lies that they've been believing all these years that whites can do it better. White companies are smarter. The white preachers are smart. I mean, if we can get, if we can love ourselves just a little bit more, 
I guarantee you that $1 trillion they say we worth, we will see it. Folks, that's the seventh richest nation in the world. They say African-Americans' wealth is the seventh richest nation in the world. Do you realize what that means? There's over 200 nations right now. That means we will be wealthier than a whole lot of nations. Nations like France, they be behind us. France don't have more money than the collective African-Americans. Italy don't have more money than collective African-Americans. It's the only nation that would be ahead of us would be the United States, still, probably India, because there are billion people there, China, you know, Japan. It's only a few more. So we got a, a character problem. So I like to switch gears a little bit, you know, we and just talk, hit that little economic thing a little harder. Don, did you have anything? Don call dropped again. Lord have mercy. He is going to have to invest like I did in a landline. I don't think it's Don. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. It's just his phone. He's in a bad area like I'm in Euless, Texas family. And I'm in the bad area. Y'all remember my phone was dropping a lot? So I had to just break down and just, just get a landline, which I wasn't crazy about because nobody had no more. But anyway, uh, Don dropped, and uh, maybe he'll call and do a three-way with somebody. I can't take a chance on calling him because if my line dropped, guess what? There goes the show. So, William, let's just uh, kind of uh, go ahead and finish this up. Uh, but you understand what I'm saying, right? You talk, You understand what I mean by if we could just be a little more loving towards our own selves and our own businesses and our own culture, how we'd have that, that, that one trillion. Well, uh, absolutely, but it sounds uh, almost too good to be true. It sounds so simple, but, but it's a fact that uh, the money that we have in this country as a people is, is just uh, you know mind-boggling that we were aware of it and, and, and used it accordingly. But then, of course, if we started to, uh, you know, buy from one another and trade with one another, guess what? Uh, there's some among us that would be calling us racist for doing so. <laughs> you know, that's almost a no-win kind of thing. It's the darndest thing, really. But yeah, you're right. Why is that, you think? Why? And family, we look at the phone line again. If you have any, you want to chime into anything we've been saying or myself, please press one. We lost Don. He was definitely enjoying it, and he, we lost him. So, uh, if anybody know Don's phone number, um, you might want to give him a call and kind of do a three-way if you if you feel if you want to do that. But we still have a lot of phone numbers holding. Nobody has hung up outside of Don. Uh, so. Let's go ahead and just finish in, because this is a very, very important topic, very important. And lots of people have hit it really hard, Claude Anderson's of the world, uh, Tony Brown's of the world, as well as a lot of big-names economy. So it's very relevant, very much relevant, family, you know, and that's why I'm on this soapbox and I just cannot let it go that our people, William, have a moral problem. Our family, which is a part of that people, 
have a moral problem, not like we're bad people or nothing like that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there's something about us when we look at each other. We we just, there's this thing that we just don't trust each other. You know, we trust others more than our own people. Like you say, William, if we start talking about buying black and, and supporting the black bank that we have, all of a sudden it's a crime. But the Japanese can come in. And they do it every, all around us. Nobody says a word. No black person says the black the Japanese are racist or anything like that. When the when the Mexicans come into our our world, now here's a better one. When the uh, Koreans come into our world and they set up shop in the black African American community and they only hire their own, they only hire Koreans at their shops. Nobody never call it racist. Why do you think that is, William? Well, you know, it's it, 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 it's really interesting. You're right. I hadn't really thought of it quite like that. But when I go to a Mexican restaurant, guess what? I don't see anybody else working in there, you know, except them. And that's cool. I'm, I have no problem with that, really. You know, I really don't. But that's just the way it is. Now, there may be, you know, maybe I could say there's some black people in the kitchen. I don't know. I doubt it. But, you know, it's just the way it is. And I don't know. I think. A good way to put it for me is that it's like we have been bamboozled, <laughs> whatever you want to call that. We really have, and it's it would be okay for a generation or two, but this seems to be just ongoing. One generation after another somehow inherit that same nonsense. Well, I will say this. I won't hang up the line and end this show without some hope. There are people in this same family that don't think like that and that are trying to lift the family up and there are people in other families. There are some African Americans, in other words, that ain't buying a lot no more. They understand, you know, I I, I can't help but to think of the man Elijah Muhammad while I distance myself while I distance myself from his teachings uh, about white people being the devil and all this cuckoo stuff, I have to admit the man was brilliant as far as the whole segregation thing. Listen what this this man said, okay? And he was talking about white people actions because back in the day they were hanging us and lynching us and doing a whole bunch of stuff, and they did appear to be devils. So I understand where he's coming from with that, but I don't believe that anybody is a devil other than the devil himself. I think that the whites are just like us, and, and the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So please shoot me on that one. But one thing the man said, he said in a talk, the one and only Martin Luther King Jr. is. And in the end, Martin Luther King Jr. was leaning towards his belief system, but in, by a comment he made, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. made this, this comment, uh, family, and William B. He said, I feel like I have integrated my people into a burning house. Mm. One more time. Martin Luther King Jr. spoke this to uh, Harry Belafonte. Harry Belafonte walked up to him and said, Martin, you seem to be melancholy. What is, what's going on? And he told him these words. This is history, folks. Go check it out yourself. Google these words. I feel I have integrated my people into a burning house. 
This is what Elijah Muhammad spoke to him about before that. And you probably will understand why he said that. Elijah Muhammad was telling Martin, as he had told Malcolm and everybody else that under his tutelage, you know, he has said this very clear. I'm not saying that Martin is under his tutelage. I'm just saying Elijah Muhammad and Martin had a meeting, and this is one of the things they talked about. This is history. This is your history, family. Elijah Muhammad told Martin Luther King Jr., I'm not saying I don't agree with segregation, with integration. I think there's a time for it. He said, but you do not integrate a people that is broken, fragile, don't know who they are, don't have an economic base with the people that is powerful, have an economic base, have a culture, and, and is have a superior hand because you will make your people servants. That is history, folks. And I agree with it 100%. But he did say this, and I agree with this. When those fragile, broken people that are basically servants become a nation, a powerful nation to reckon with, they have resources. Like today, we have resources. We have $1 trillion worth of spending power. He did say, Elijah Muhammad said, the separatists said, at that point, we can integrate. So if he was living today, he would say, yeah, we can integrate. We can integrate. So that's how I look at this whole integration thing. I think we can and we should integrate because we're people as people. I believe in uh, whites marrying blacks. I told you, uh, family, I've said it for weeks now that I was raised in an integrated church. It works. We praise God together. So I'm not going to be on no separatist thing. However, at the early inception, I don't think it was a good idea because it set our people back decades we, I would love your comment on that. Well, you know that that uh, that that's very good. Uh, quite frankly, I hadn't thought of it quite like that. I have already concluded. And I've done some writing on the fact that I believe integration. Well, to put it bluntly, I say it did a job on us, and that's the same thing because we end up, you know, just splitting us up. I mean, our communities, our black professionals moved uh, places they couldn't live otherwise, and that left other people in the community that dissipated black businesses. It, it, it just blew us apart, obviously. So the Muhammad is absolutely right about that, and I, I, I see what he's saying. We were not in any position at that time to be integrated with uh, whom we were integrated with. So, yeah, it makes, makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, so I yes. think, you know, things like that give us something at least to think about. It. You know, those people who dare to think, of it like it should be can chew on that because I hadn't thought of it. I didn't know that Muhammad had said that, but I'm not surprised. But that's far sighted on his part. And people should be able to appreciate a statement like that, no matter who says it. It shouldn't matter who said it. The point is, does it make sense? It seems like it makes uh, make sense to me. Yes, sir. Do the, if in our family, you know, don't take anything I say, you know, uh, always research. Go and research the conversation with Elijah Muhammad and Malcolm, I mean, and Martin. Now, let me say one thing I'll say about Martin before it's kind of uh, like I'm insinuating he was weak or something. 
Martin Luther King Jr., I believe, was called to do what he did. And I do think with us integrating, some things good came out of it. I don't think nothing came out of it, you know. But all I'm saying is Elijah Muhammad was powerful in what he said. And furthermore, Elijah Muhammad had the history of the world on his side. That's exactly what happened in our world history. Any people that is subservient, slaves, you don't turn around and mix them in with powerful people. You just don't do that. All these people go off to themselves and they become powerful. And then they deal with the world. Even whites uh, themselves, uh, in the case of Europe, y'all know that is true history. This is this is the true history of European. There was caves in Europe, and they wasn't always mixed in with the other nations of the world at the time. But they continued to build, and the Moors went up there, black people, educated the, those people, and they began to be a powerful nation off to themselves. And then they began to come and conquer. Later on, sending the Baboas and the Columbuses and all of that, there was thousands of years after nations like uh, Zimbabwe, I mean, like uh, Ethiopia and Egypt had been around for thousands of years. It's nothing new that Elijah Muhammad was saying. He's just saying, we're not strong yet. We're too dependent upon white people. You know, many of our people, uh, you know, that whole uh, mentality, and I know we still kind of deal with race, but I guess that's how we're just going tonight. You know, um, and I think we're doing a good way in a solution way. We, we, we love is all over this conversation, so I think it's a good thing. Uh, but what I'm saying is, folks, we are a powerful family. Let's talk about our family here for a second, William B. And right. we want children, wholesome children. We want relatives not bickering and fighting with each other over. Skin complexions, and we want businesses out of this family that's not going to be uh, have family not supporting them because they believe that you know uh, you can't be none. Who are you? you? You know, I know who your mom is. You know, we don't want this self hate that Dr. Francis Chris Wilson and other people have coined this phrase self hate to be among our family. So you got to have people like William B. And I thank God for you cousin, letting you know that I really thank God for you. And even a lot of things Don was saying before he got disconnected. What y'all are saying is godly. You may not say thus said the Lord and all that stuff, but what you're really saying is strong as as though somebody's preaching the, from the scriptures. You're saying love yourself. That's what I hear from you. Love yourself. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah, you're preaching what Christ preached. You're just not putting verses and chapters. There's no hate in my heart for anybody. As a matter of fact, the only hate is that I hate the self-hate. I hate white supremacy in the minds of whites, in the minds of my mother who used to say, Seth, shape your nose. I hate that. I hate any time and any philosophy that we spew out of our mouth, B, 
be it me, my family, my wife, my children, anything that comes out of our mouth or our minds that damage God's creation in any way. That's what I hate. That's what I fight against for 30 years. And I will never, ever back down to that. That's all your cousin is fighting, is evil mentality, not evil, not people. People are precious. Some of the greatest people I've ever met, some of the greatest people I've ever met, have wore colors that didn't look like me, wore people that wasn't, you know. Some of the teachings that I'm putting out there to the family right now was taught to me by white people, you know, behind the scenes, saying, you people are the people of the Bible. Your people were the first people. Civilizations, there was many civilizations thousands of years before white people even came about a year. These are white people. Oh, that's not true. Okay, let me give you some names. Michael Bradley, the white gentleman from the book Chosen Not Curse. I mean, excuse me, from the... Um, uh, Michael Bradley, he's got all, he, uh, what is his name? Um, oh, uh, Iceman Heritage. Well, Michael Bradley, um, there's one gentleman, very nice gentleman, older guy, he's probably about in his 90s by now, Andrew Hacker, uh, Two Nations Divided. These are white people that love humanity, that have put work out there challenging the philosophies of white supremacy. So, family, I know we're kind of hitting it hard, and maybe this is God's will. And what we got to remember is this. I talked to earlier, family, and I'm looking at the phone lines, and let's see here. I don't see any questions. Let's see. Let's see. Let me see. That look real good. We're holding. We dropped one call outside of Don. Everybody else that called since 8 o'clock is still holding. Thank you, family. But, uh, William, I don't know about you, but I believe that if you don't deal with any problem in your life, it's going to come up to bite you at some point. It's going to destroy you. And I have seen firsthand um, by me preaching this way, talking this way with my wife and children, many families that not even in the Douglas Kennedy, have been blessed by this. All kind of people over the years have told me, Seth, you know, you have helped us. I didn't know I hated myself. I didn't know I hated my people or disrespected my people. I didn't even know it until you said that. And when I look at the way I behave, I do have a tendency to favor whites over blacks, and I didn't know why. And I don't want them to hate whites. I just want you to love what is good. Love what is the truth, whoever it comes from. You know, seek the truth. Seek quality education wherever it comes from. It may be a lot of times I go to study and William, I go to certain uh, seminars and stuff. William, sometimes my world is white. Because my people don't want to talk about certain things, and I'm studying with nothing but rubbing elbows, making notes, and exchanging markers with whites. So it was when I was in Bible school. There was a white Bible school. There no blacks there. Calvary Cathedral, downtown Fort Worth. Many of you know who that is. Well, your cousin, Seth, 
I went to Bible school. I didn't graduate, unfortunately, but I was able to go and learn quite a few things. And not only that, but a lot of my training and a lot of things I've learned have been sometime in in the atmosphere where there wasn't any black people. So we just got to seek to love ourselves a little bit more. You agree, William? Yeah, you know, I, I agree. And then I'm going to uh, probably sign off. I'm not as much of a late guy as, <laughs> as some people. But, no, we're, we're right on, on target, I guess. But I think, you know, sometimes... I guess uh, people need to be, uh, you know, you know, we, we feed uh, people, you know, we feed babies when they, uh, you know, babies. We feed them like baby food, so to speak. And you got to really you know. do that, do that baby food thing with with people in terms of some issues. I think otherwise they uh, might have some real uh, concerns and just uh, not able to, uh, you know, to deal with. We're through no fault of our own. It's just that you know they've been shaped. In a certain way, and uh, and that's just that's just the way the way it is. I appreciate the topping. I think family members uh, appreciate it uh, as well. I would like to have had. Oh, we got a line full of people. We got them still holding, William. Still holding. And uh, but go ahead. I'd like to have other people weigh in, though. You know, really. I mean, we need different well, points of view. Well, the phone line is open. And I uh, keep, you know, I just, I'll every once in a while call for a family to press one. And, and right now, they're just listening, and I appreciate that. I don't want to force anybody. I don't want to keep, you know, I don't want to force the hand. But I think people, it's one of those conversations sometimes where people don't want to be uh, vocal. They just like to hear. And, they, and people are not dumb. Let me tell you something, family. Again, it don't mean anything, I guess, too much, but I've done... 280-some shows. 39 of them is the this, this Douglas Kennedy uh, Family Friends Network. But the other shows, I go deep in this. I mean, we go deep. We talk about all kinds of things, how we become the color we are, people in the Bible. And I'm telling you, I would love for family to listen in on what whites are saying and how much they already know a lot of this, and we're the ones that don't know it. You know, again, they know what's being said at their barbecues, their 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 outings with their family, their cousin when they get together. They know. So when they hear me say it on the blog, they're like, that guy is smart. He's right. That's exactly what Uncle Tommy said about blacks. So they're looking for change. A lot of them are believers, and they've given their life to the Father, and now they're looking to, 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 to do what's right. So they need somebody to come on and say, it's okay, let's talk, let's get together, let's help our people. And we do that. I love white people. Love them. I love them. And I'm not going to say nothing. I might sound like some people say, I've been accused of being Uncle Tom. It's just you can't win, man. I mean, I have been accused of being Uncle Tom many times because I would not speak against white people. I would not call them the devil. I would not say they can't be redeemed or some of the stupid stuff I've heard some of our people say. I am a person, and I believe it's a calling. I mean, yes, we can wrap this up. I believe it's a calling of God that the William B's of the world, the Seth Turners of the world, and the Donald Juniors of the world, and whoever, darling, whoever want to talk about this, I believe that we are to do it in love and respect for all people. 
And if we don't do it, if we don't do it, William, if we shut up, if we silence uh-huh. this, yeah. we will we will cause our people not to grow. What happened if Martin Luther King Jr. and all of the greats would say, you know what, I don't want to talk about this. It's making people uncomfortable. Where, where would we be at today? <laughs> I rest my case. Well, listen, William, I, I thank you for coming on and We'll go in and wrap this up. All right. Okay. Thank you. I uh, thank you. I uh, thank you for coming on. And as usual, you always put some out there to make us think. And uh, you didn't disappoint tonight, so I really want to thank you, sir. All right. Okay. You're quite welcome, yo. And uh, take care. All right. Well, good night. Well, folks, that was William B. He had to run. And I'm going to wrap this show up. I just want to tell everybody, uh, like I always tell y'all at the end of the show, I love every single one of y'all. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. And I want to go ahead and add a little to that. Not only do I love this family, the Douglas Kennedy family, but I love humanity. No matter what color they come in, or what hot, tall, or what religion. And your cousin is just out after the devil. He's just after evil. He is not after any segment of people. And I just don't know no other way to say it. Don't know no other way to say it. So I want to go ahead out with the song. Like I said, I always put a lot into the first and last song. And uh, those of you that missed the testimony of the young boy uh, that sung his song, sung uh, a song to get his deliverance from being abducted. It was a young boy that was abducted in Atlanta. And he sung every praise for three hours while this this, this deranged man was going to do some harm to him. And the man ended up letting him go. I literally played that boy's testimony at the beginning of the show, along with every praise. Check that out, family, when you get a chance. Check that out. Um, I want y'all to listen to this last song and really search your soul. And just, just uh, really just think, listen to the words of this song. I, I, I try my best to put stuff out there to make us think. And these words to this show, this these words to this song is the goal that your cousin has for this show. This is what I'm about. What are you trying to do with this show, Seth? This song is going to tell you what I'm trying to do with this show and what I have done and we have done, I think, so far with this topic, with this show, with the 38 shows we've done. So check this out. The name of it is We May Never Know. I play it all the time, but listen to the words as uh, as we wrap up the show. Again, I love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. God bless.